Hi, and welcome back to my channel. I'm Astro Honey, and today we are continuing the story that got abruptly stopped during my chat with me segment with my dearest friend, Miss Jasmarie, aka at Elder Jazz on Instagram. So let's talk about that situation. And we are going to reference my 12th house Chiron Virgo placement. Okay. <clears throat> so it is said that your Chiron wound is your um, wounded warrior kind of wound. Like it is a wound that is a deep-seated insecurity and if you can heal it, if you can actively put in the work to heal it, which means it's not a present lie, not even a lie, like it's not something you innately believe anymore, you made it a habit of correcting that behavior, <clears throat> like you broke through that web, you can level up, you can ascend, you can, you know, change your core, you don't have to use the, oh, well, I'm just born like this kind of thing. So like I was saying, um, there's an astrologer I follow on Twitter and also on Instagram, um, who told me, we had a whole conversation on Twitter about it, that, you know, Virgo Chirons, the wound stems from like your father relationship. And as someone who doesn't really like authority, um, the wound with my professional person and my wound with my romantic person <laughs> definitely showed up in um, how I deal with quote-unquote masculine energy in terms of like authoritative figures of I guess people who <clears throat> want to control me or whatever. Um, I don't like to be controlled. I have many placements in my chart that are like, girl wants freedom. I do want stability, but not in a way that makes me feel like I'm inadequate because the Chiron Virgo placement in itself, I already believe like there's something wrong with me. Um, Virgos <clears throat> are typically known for their perfectionism and to have a wound in that means I had always believed that I wasn't lovable, that I really, really had internalized that <laughs> there was something wrong with me. And um, maybe it's because it was written in the stars <clears throat> or maybe these stars, sorry, my allergies are really acting up right now, um, just reflected the situations because, again, I believe tropically that our placements are our external reactions. And so externally, I watched people and perceived their actions and reactions to me to reiterate this idea that there was something wrong with me. Um, and I remember an instance when I was little, um, I had a fear of abandonment 
Um, and that <laughs> came from my mom leaving me because she thought I was in the car, but I had left to go be a cute little funny version of myself and put like my karate belt tied on my head like a headband because she was taking so long to get ready to go pick up my sister and I decided I was too impatient to wait for her in the van so I left and then by the time I figured out what I wanted to look like she was gone um in her defense she really thought I was in the back seat still surprised I wasn't so then I went crying to my dad and <laughs> he really was like uh, you need to go over to your neighbor's house so shout out to my neighbor for letting me crown her swing set and giving me a sunny D. But those abandonment issues and those, wow, no one can handle my emotions kind of wounds stuck with me. Um, and then I kind of developed a distrust for like masculine figures in general. And it really came out in like, fifth and sixth grade, <clears throat> um, but also, like, that's when my hormonal stuff started coming into play, and then I realized later I also was, like, seasonally depressed because homegirl loves the sun, um, but in fifth grade, refused to do homework, sixth grade, refused to turn in my China report, obviously I survived, um, and those happened uh, to be my male teachers <laughs> that year. Couldn't stand the sixth grade teacher one. I barely remember what happened in his class. <laughs> Except I decided that he wasn't worth it when we had a conversation about aliens and how I was arguing the fact that we exist increases the probability. And he was like, no, the fact that we exist and it's such a small probability reiterates the fact that there's no other life form out there. And I was just like, how small-minded are you, sir? I think you're an idiot. And then I just rebelled and refused to never turn in my China report, which was insane for me to decide because I had literally gotten books, done the research, started writing it, <clears throat> was drawing the whole flag and just stopped because I was like, eh, nope. We're not going to do that. <laughs> um. So this time of newness in my life, because recently, if you know me or if you don't know, um, I got a house and I moved in in December. And so I had all this new kind of energy and I think I, my motivation for moving finally, because I've been wanting to forever, was to kind of escape authority to escape what I thought was super limiting and I was leaving behind energies that a didn't communicate clearly their needs and b would explode and I felt like I always got painted to be like the villain in the situation always like there was never <clears throat> accountability on the other side um which brings me back to those two people. I was dealt two very similar yet different aspects of that energy where um, professionally, 
you know, I've got, I felt super intimidated by this person because they are higher up than me. Um, and I felt like my job was on the line and I just felt super, um, criticized and it took me a while to even realize it was personal. Like that's how compassionate I am. I was like, Oh no, it's the benefit of the doubt. But like the past two years, it just got increasingly worse. Um, and I even have like hard evidence not to get into details, but it's like, yeah, no, it, it got personal for whatever reason. Um, and on the other hand, because that situation was happening and because I felt kind of the same vibes from them, I would take out my anger <coughs> and my resentment and all the stuff I felt like I couldn't present at work onto them. And then later realized that, oh no, this resentment, this anger stemmed from like decades back. Like this goes back to like tiny me. Um, and I had realized that I'd never really fully embodied how angry and upset I had been probably my entire life, but mainly towards that kind of energy, towards a very controlling, um, unwilling to hear me out, um, I guess like narrow-minded view of me, because A, I hate being put in a box, and B, like, I will always try my best to rectify a situation, but if I can tell, and I'm just super sensitive and empathetic and just observant, that it's a waste of my time to even try to explain, because I just feel like sometimes people are so jaded, it's like a waste of breath, like a waste of energy to over-explain, and I have the tendency to do that, because I need people to kind of understand where I'm coming from because my 12th house placement also has Mercury in there and Virgo is a Mercury sign. So the depth of my brain is vast, but also I know most people don't have that definitely depth. Um, So my over explaining is just so that they can follow where I'm tracking because I have a tendency to skip things and not transition well. And sometimes people can't follow. Uh, So dealing with these two energies at once was super daunting because it was just like, I couldn't catch a break. I was like, I felt like I left this energy and here it came back at me even harder. Um, And it was unrelenting. And I really had to decide how I was going to move forward because in the past, I would match the energy and that only made me feel worse. Like that made things escalate and things were said that were super hurtful. Um, But in like all situations, the other party didn't apologize. Like they were never remorseful to my face. They never held accountability towards me. And I'm that person who's like, maybe if I model it, they'll follow suit. Um, Maybe if I'm just super understanding, like they'll stop. But Like I said, professionally, I had witnessed the escalation in two years, and then romantically, I couldn't handle the same thing, like, quote-unquote, at home, when I was like, no, I really need to rest, because 
this work situation is so stressful. So what had brought me peace was if I really can't just change the work situation, then I could change how I showed up for my potential partner. Um, and then just moving in love with that and being like pure intention and not being judging with myself and them, I was able to like release the anxiety and, you know, like let go of that and let go of trying to control that situation. Um, and then that gave me more energy to actually reflect and think and realize just how angry and resentful and hurt I had been this past um, year job-wise and really decide to harness that because I have this reputation amongst mainly my family and I guess some friends to be very aggressive and very um, angry. And I'm like, I don't think anyone's ever really witnessed just how angry I can be because I've always kept that under wraps. Yes, my face is very expressive. And yes, you can probably tell if I'm unhappy, <clears throat> but I've also worked extremely hard to keep my face neutral and to not reveal a lot often just because I'm completely sensitive and I never want to hurt someone on accident. And I know sometimes my choice words can and me just owning my hurt, my disdain really just like shakes people, especially because my cultural background loves to save face and we'd rather have like the collective be happy, even if it's like self-sacrificing. And I understand that's kind of like a cultural circumstance that has been inherently internalized as a tradition, but that was just like in means of survival because coming to America and don't get me whole started on that, you know, <clears throat> we did what we needed to do to survive. And now I'm trying to thrive. And I knew that one of these things that I was avoiding was like my quote unquote daddy issues. Um, and it's not just like the dad, it's like the divine masculine. It's finding the balance within. It's really acknowledging that I've been hurt and kind of been repressing it through the toxic positivity and just like, yeah, you know, downplaying all these things I've gone through by trying to be like, but I'm grateful. And not to say that I'm not grateful. I'm insanely appreciative, but I'm also acknowledging that it sucked. And now I'm trying to use that anger to be transformative instead of destructive because fire always gets that <clears throat> stigma of like ouch got burnt but fire is also life like it's a spirit it's the energy it can transform like it destroys but it's also it makes space for newness it's the drive it's the it's the sun, like the sun with the human bodies gives us energies, all these stuff, spiritual science, whatever. That's a whole other tangent. Um, and so sitting with all these realizations, I had to realize I had to flip the switch. And that in these circumstances, it was no longer like, oh, only these things are reflecting me and what's going on inside. No, sometimes it's people and sometimes it has nothing to do with you. And in my work 
professional life, I felt like it really didn't matter what I did because that person had already put me in a box and that was it. And if I tried to remove myself from that box, then I would just be placed into another box. Um, but if I'm really, really about like being this love being, then I have to really respect my boundaries and walk the walk because I talk the talk and be super loving and be less judgmental. And in circumstances where I can change and it's not only like a me, like I think romantic connections are kind of complicated, um, but they're so simple at the same time. And I could hold myself a lot more accountable in that than, you know, in my professional life. Um, I really had to flip the switch and approach everything not from a revengeful, vindictive, because I can be petty if I want to, um, and not being super strict with boundaries and, and not just like, oh, I don't respect myself, but like, using boundaries as walls and being like, oh, because I'm hurt, they're gone completely. Um, Because sometimes you don't have to cut off a person to change the situation. It's literally just changing your perspective. But other times, you should punch someone in the face. Metaphorically or physically. I would not physically do that. Um, I got trained at a young age with karate that, you know, violence is not the answer and it's only for self-protection, not vengeance. And in this circumstance, like professionally, it is protection time because that person really tried to punch me. And I really just was like, oh no, maybe they just like, (laughs) I don't know. I gave a lot of excuses. I was super compassionate, but it's time, right? Like I changed the other circumstance, it's time to change this circumstance. Um, And in true fashion of allowing my 12th house placements to shine, my sun, my Mercury, and my Chiron, there is nothing wrong with me. The way I think and the way I exist is beautiful, and it's time to showcase that. And instead of trying to be sensitive to people's feelings, especially when there's a definite pattern of someone being insanely disrespectful to many people, um, it's time to get served. But with love, right? I'm not doing it because my feelings are hurt. I'm doing it because I'm done getting hurt. Like, it's time to stand up for myself. Um... Because I need to honor me in totality, you know? So, that's all I have to say. Um, I hope this helped anyone. I don't know. That's my life. Um, Healing is cyclical. It will never be a one-and-done job. Life is beautiful and simple and complex, and um, I'm excited to keep living and experiencing and seeing what life has to offer. 
So thank you for listening and watching, if you're watching this. Um, and that's all I have for now. Thank you. Bye.